Hi everybody, it's Andy Robbins with another nugget to start your week and today we're going to talk about proton pump inhibitors or acid blocking drugs and their side effects and then discuss some natural alternatives. Now this has been a topic near and dear to my heart because my father, who is very medically indoctrinated, has been on a PPI for years and is now very sick with some of the side effects such as extreme fatigue, stomach distension, and small intestine bacterial overgrowth or SIBO. He was also diagnosed with bladder cancer and a 2011 study showed that PPIs are linked to cancer although the form of cancer analyzed in that study was esophageal cancer. So in researching this topic for the benefit of my father, I discovered that PPIs were never intended to be used long-term anyway, even by the standards of the drug companies who make them. Yet my dad and countless other PPI users have been on them for years. Now, those of you who listen to my podcast and read my blog know physiology. And it's not really rocket science to know that suppressing the stomach acid at all, especially for stretches of years, is a really, really bad idea. Stomach acid is the first line of defense against pathogenic bacteria. It stimulates peristalsis, it initiates bile secretion, and of course it helps to assimilate important nutrients like B vitamins, minerals, protein, just to name a few. Let's just consider SIBO for a moment. If stomach acid is suppressed, it allows some pathogens to survive in the stomach that would otherwise be eliminated, leading to infections of the stomach like H. pylori, which of course leads to ulcers. But then that pathogenic bacteria gets transported into the small intestine and later the bowel and can also go systemic, leading to all different kinds of potential maladies related to that circulating bacteria. Likewise, suppressing the stomach acid can lead to putrefaction of food in the stomach, leading to halitosis, distension, and more problems with indigestion. And actually, this is where the whole maddening thing about using acid blockers in the first place needs to be addressed because the whole idea about acid reflux being a manifestation of too much acid represents a lack of understanding in some cases of stomach physiology. Think about it. Our stomachs have these cool little muscles at the top called the esophageal sphincter, which pinches off and blocks the acid from reaching the esophagus. That muscle is activated by stomach acid. <laughs> if a patient has hypochlorhydria or low stomach acid, that muscle's action can be inhibited and it might not activate like normal, resulting in what little stomach acid is there reaching the esophagus. Now, even a little stomach acid in the esophagus is very irritating and the medical interpretation is, oh, you have too much stomach acid, let's block it. No, that patient probably has too little stomach acid, but the manifestation is burning in the chest and throat. Here's an example that I think will be helpful and applicable. One Thanksgiving, my older sister was at our house sharing the Thanksgiving meal with us, and afterward, she sat down on my couch holding her stomach and moaning. When I asked her what was wrong, she said she had been struggling with indigestion and acid reflux for a long time, and she was having another episode. So I gave her three tablets of a product containing betaine HCL and pepsin, or stomach acid. In about 20 minutes, she felt so much better that she had to ask me what it was that I gave her. Sometimes, if the problem is mild, you can accomplish that same thing with a little apple cider vinegar. I've had some success with that approach as well. Now, 
having a patient go off a PPI can be tricky because the parietal cells in the stomach have been suppressed for so long that sometimes it can trigger a strong rebound effect. So to fight that, I would recommend having a combination powder containing DGL or deglycerizonized licorice, aloe, and glutamine. That combination is great in helping to soothe the discomfort associated with acid reflux. I also had a practitioner just this past week tell me that she gives magnesium to patients coming off long-term PPIs because it helps get peristalsis going again, which can be impaired with uh, long-term PPI use. So I thought that was good insight as well. So that's just a quick little review on what could be a complex topic. There's lots more on this that you can find online, or feel free to reach out to me with any questions or if you need some product guidance. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week.